Hey everybody, welcome back to the Spin Rack. I'm here with the boys, Cal and P. Say what's up, gents. Yo. Hey, we're talking about Suicide Squad, the biggest movie out there right now. It just dropped, and we are giving you our reviews of what we liked about this movie. So here, I'm going to. The basic setup is that you know they recruited a whole new Suicide crew. By the way, it's not actually called Suicide, Suicide 2. It's called The Suicide Squad. And this is being helmed by our man himself, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. It is James Gunn. And so this is a harder take on, you know, DC basically said, yo, you can do whatever you want to do because they got him from, from Marvel because of a, of a slight scandal. And he went pretty hard. You know, this is not, this is not the, the, the last Suicide Squad, which is a little hard. And so you're going to see a lot of characters who are going to be destroyed in, in, in interesting ways. They're going to be, the, the, the language is going to be a little tough. Um, and some, some, some aspects, some jokes are going to be a little rough. But overall, you know, we kind of like this movie, you know. There's a whole new screw. Most of them are, 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 are new. But we have some remainders from the old crew, such as um, Harley Quinn, who, of course, once again, takes the show. So here, gents, what was your take on the movie? Petey, give me what's your take on this, bro? Other than um, your like that you liked it a lot. Basically, they go to um, you know some classic DC Middle East areas. Is it Carto Maltese? It's Middle East. Yeah. It's a Latin country. It actually was filmed in Panama. It was but I'm saying what, it's, a, it's, it's a fictional DC <laughs> location, but that's the well, no, actually, you know, they're going for. But um, that ultimately, these are fictional DC areas where they go need to go in, and they they have a mission that they don't know about. So that was an interesting start. They sent off this team of with, with Harley and a bunch of these it's wacky characters that were in there, and we got Flag and a bunch of these guys that we see Weasel and um, you know, but at the same time when they drop. When they drop, it just goes all awry, playing up the suicide aspect almost immediately in the water. And uh, of course, when they get there, it's a total ambush and it goes awry. But then there's a twist. There are two teams and that way we go sort of backtrack like Lost. We backtrack and we find out about the other team, which has um, has a blood, I think, what's that, blood sport. And we have um, the, the, what's that guy, the Peacemaker, but they have this thing, which is the moment, which I was in the movie, where they say, oh, Bloodsport is a guy that anything's a weapon, blah, 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 blah. Then she walks down the aisle and says, here, we got the Peacemaker. Anything in his hand is a weapon. I'm like saying, that's the same thing they just said. And then <laughs> Bloodsport said, that's the same thing that I do. And I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> I was like, this is almost the same thing that um, that did, it was a dead shot did. So... Ultimately, there's two teams and one was a decoy, and we lose we lose a couple characters that we knew before. That you know we knew some, lose some new characters that we wanted to die, but we lose a, well, at least one that we knew before. So they go in there. We see that Flag and Harley are captured, and we see an even rougher. Um, what's home, what's Valetta Viola Davis playing? Yeah, I should I should remember. Why am I forgetting her name? Amanda Waller. Amanda Wall, thank you. So we have a little rougher here, but we have more of her team of knuckleheads that are in there that are placing bets on who's going to die and who's going to live. So that sets up something. But then the movie kind of plays around with genres. It kind of goes into different sort of genre, and that kind of took me out of it. So it made it into, like I said, costumes are kind of cheesy. 
especially some of the effects with Crazy Quilt. But so it kind of took me out the movie because it was going to dinner. With Harley, I get it. But this isn't like a Harley movie. So when you have the Harley segments, she goes into sort of romance and all that. And I think that stuff sort of worked. But some of the stuff with the cheesy outfit, there was a little just too much cheese, in my opinion. And the graphics were really, uh, it was very extremely graphic. But um, as it moves on, they have the next good scene because they go to rescue Flag. And that's a big surprise. And that scene, because it's clearly like a predator moment where they go in that, but as like the predator is not what it seems, but because you see not just like these guys that man, but you see people doing mundane stuff, like people like urinating, like drinking. You see women in there and they're just taking out every, these, these guys who captured flag. And then you find out that um, the truth about them. So as you're going on, there's some twists and stuff like that, some silliness. But the big payoff is this thing that's being in, um, held in, what's it, Jadardheim or something like that. And um, so they have this thing, and you, we can clearly say this is going to be Starro, that sort of stuff. And that leads to our big ending. And that's what was a big payoff for me that I wanted to see they were going to pull this off. And I do believe they did pull off Starro. They just didn't really pull off a Starro story. Because Starro is the Justice League's first villain. And they kind of played it like the State Puff Marshall and Old Man, where at the end they just sort of, they take him out, they figure a way to take him out, and they stop this character. But they have, of course, you know, King Shark, a lot of new favorites that are in here, the Peacemaker, and stuff like that. So it was just kind of a little too cheesy for me, but it had some things that I liked, which was the twist with the with flag when they go to save flag the second team, and um, Starro's first appearance. So that's my take so far. That's clearly an A. Cal, what's your take on that, baby? What you say that's not, I didn't say an A. I did not say an A. Okay, then that's a, what, a 95%. Cal, what's your take on that's that, not ninety. That's not 95%. He did 95%. He didn't, he pretty much is giving an overview of the movie. <laughs> it's like, it's like 89% overview, 11%, 11, 11%, you know, commentary. How's that made? We're giving him a commentary. We're not doing over. His uh, eventual commentary was about 95%. A. Can you oh. don't speak on him, speak on your own. Story. What's your you take on it, bro? Tear it apart, I will. Same, Bloodsport is the same as Deadshot, except that his daughter don't like him or his kid don't like him. It's the same thing. Same powers. Couldn't get Will Smith. We got another. Hey, they couldn't get Will Smith. We got somebody else. Moving on. Cal, give me your take on it, bro. Don't let me mute you. The biggest what? Ah, uh, biggest criticism I had: too many characters, just for the sake of killing off some characters. More so than the, what I saw in the terms of the film, because there was a you know bunch of people in here. They got Mongol here, and I'm I'm like, okay, how are they going to use this character or this one? And no, we just put this character in here because we need to kill some people. So we're going to kill off this one, that one, this one, that one, this one, so on and so forth. We're going to wipe all these guys out. I'm like, okay, you know, but you could have created all new characters for that. And just called it a, uh, you know what? We don't want to have the Suicide Squad anymore. We want to have Task Force X, and we can just have Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta you know, all that stuff, and just put those guys in there, kill them off and say, no, I guess this doesn't work. I guess we need some real players. And then you go and recruit, you know, you go get 
usual suspects, which is what you're going to do anyway. You get the usual suspects and lose them at, uh, on that level. But here you actually have some characters from the comics, with the exception of, uh, I can't remember the name of the character or the actor. I, I've got to start getting better at this. Anyway, the, with the exception of that one character, you have other characters here who are kind of like, all right, I wouldn't mind seeing this person again. And then it starts boiling down to, okay, well, we know Harley's going to make it for obvious reasons. But we also know Boomerang, why he bought it. Because, you know, God coming back is like, I don't want to do the whole movie. <laughs> I don't want to do the stuff I'm doing. So, you know, let me, uh, can you take me out quick? I can do this other stuff. But since I'm not going to be like a real feature in this, yeah, sure, no problem. All right, thanks. You got other guys over, you know, so th that part I didn't like. Other than that, and uh, with the exception of killing one of the characters that I actually liked, you know, I thought it was it was entertaining. It was entertaining. I got the primo treatment since it was on HBO Max, and HBO Max decided, hey, you can see this in the theater, or you can see this at home. This is great. I'm just going to get up at 4.30 in the morning and watch this when everybody else is asleep. Nobody can bother me, and I'll enjoy this early in the morning. Nice. Uh, some the, the self-awareness about some of the scenes I thought was really funny. The part that uh, Petey mentioned about, he's like, hey, look at this guy. He was trained by his father to be a weapon. Anything in his hands can kill somebody. And then she says the same thing about Peacemaker, and she, which I thought was hilarious. Like, it's pretty much, she's saying, look, these guys are all the same. This is just some run-of-the-mill stuff. Nothing special. I can always get this guy. He's like, the same thing I do. It's like, yeah, because we couldn't get Will Smith. <laughs> we couldn't get him. So we got this other dude in here. And then they go a step further with in the, the scene where he's like, hey, his daughter's there. And you're like, oh, wow, this is really just going to be a carbon copy of Deadshot where he's into his daughter. And the two of them just start, hey, well, F you, F you. I didn't want you here. Your mom, that's because of your mom. Okay, she's the one who did all this. And they come with a whole bickering line. And it's, it's both self-aware. It's like, okay, we got to make this guy somewhat different than the Will, you know, Will Smith's dead shot. And at the end of the day, he's pretty much the same thing. Because once he hears the girls going to prison, he's like, oh no, I gotta do this. I gotta do this for my baby girl and so on and so forth. So those parts I thought worked pretty well. The the Starro, the Starro part made me, I mean, it really made me look at the whole thing and say, you know what, Starro could actually work, you know, as a, you know, he's a, Starro's a Justice League villain. Starro could actually work as a Justice League villain if you took out the kooky aspects that they really played up here, you know, uh, with the fact of uh, we're gonna make it like, oh, what is it? Not a not like horror film, but like you know, but like kooky, freaky sci-fi stuff at the end of the day. With uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna squirt a little sorrows out of my armpit, that type of you know, that type of thing. But you you know that aspect right over there, what they did with the special, with the CGI, I was like, yeah, you could have, you know, if you had gone a little bit differently with this, you could have maybe, yeah, you could have definitely got Starro as a uh, Justice League, as a Justice League villain, and people would have bought into it, same as they're doing here. Instead, it becomes, you know, you know, it does start to blend that genre a bit. That, and I'm also realizing that the Suicide Squad is taking on Justice League level threats <laughs> and somehow succeeding with Harley Quinn on the team, which makes absolutely no sense. But hey, it's fun, right? It's fun, so everybody's just going for it. These guys are taking on alien monsters who have the power to take over, you know, literally take over the world. And somehow these guys are doing it with bullets and a javelin, and they're knocking it out. We should have we should have sent them up against Darkseid. You know, hey, you got Superman's busy. You think you guys can take them on? Yeah, Harley, go hit him with that uh, javelin. Actually, it would have probably worked from what I saw in the Justice League movie with uh, how Darkseid got so easily taken out the field. Harley Quinn probably could have done the same thing at the, at, 
same thing that was done inside of the film. But aside of that, I mean, it's a, it's a complete departure from the first film. It's, it's self-aware in certain aspects, but it's also irreverent. It doesn't take itself seriously. Everybody pretty much nails what they're supposed to do. It's just a fun, it's just a fun little romp at the end of the day. It's entertaining. It's easily, it's easily watchable. It's, it's inoffensive in so much that it's not looking to assault your intelligence. It doesn't treat the audience with contempt, which is what I've been seeing with a lot of films and press in recent, you know, in recent weeks. You know, you, you got the time, you know, it's, you got the time, it's time, if you want to be entertained, it's time well spent. Well, I wanted to add, oh, sorry, so did I cut you off? Not at all. So yeah, I, wanted to, I wanted to add one thing when you were talking about um, Starro and the Justice League, uh, that um, when you look at, even though this isn't the Justice League, we had this image by Perez, where you have Starro versus the, the Avengers. And this aspect of having this angle, like if that was in the movie against some superheroes, and the Starro's is just dropping out the sky, taking over all of the heroes, and that sort of thing of the invasion of body snatchers, like really, like not necessarily, but like a Hollywood, like big multi-budget B movie type action. Well, some I think also they always I brought up the story that um who's that guy that Keith Giffen did where the Justice League just kept going down, like they just kept taking out more and more Justice League. And the only ones that were left, sorry, taking over everything, was the Justice League in the tower. And it was so cool where they were just like, I think everybody, <laughs> I think everybody is, um, is changed over. Like, what do we do? It's like, we, uh, sorry, what's up? But this isn't, this is Marvel. No, this was a J, it was a crossover. So this is Starro attacking. This is the visual that I want, the big visual, because like what, what okay. Cal was saying about how presenting the character and not sort of playing hokey, seeing him as a, a heavyweight villain, like this sort of scene shows that he could be like not just a like the Stay Puff Marshmallow kind of walking around like this character that's already in the air and just sort of sending all of his um you know sort of his um thing to connect with people into that. And I wanted to hear. I wish they had let Starro talk a little more. You know, that was what I really liked in a comic book, kind of getting what, even when, um, I think there's a Star Wars story before um, Giffen got the book. So it's like something where, you know, a character that constantly comes back, because they didn't have to do the big Star Wars, they could just do the ones on the faces and slowly taking over people. So it's a character that I think is fun. And I was just happy, you know, as a, you know, knowing that character just a little bit, Wanted to see him done be done well, and visually they did do some strong things with them. Well, with that art right there, Perez is taking Starro and making Star look making Starro credible. So mm -hmm. you know you got the shot, and again you're I mean that's one of the beauties of a comic as well because you're given this uh you, you know you're given that view where you're one of the people there and these things are dropping from the sky and it's from this really big thing and it looks monstrous looks menacing. As opposed to what we got in the film, where it looks like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man went and got mutated, and you know, going for that Ghostbusters effect, you know, that Ghostbusters sci-fi effect at the end of the day. So, I mean, again, yeah, you, I mean, it can work. It's all it, it's all perspective. How you plan on going to it? Starro definitely looks a lot more menacing in the sky, you know, doing stuff, and you know, the whole body snatcher thing. 
has been done, it always works. Yeah. But you put him on the ground and he's like, oh, I'm going to walk like a starfish. Yeah. It, you know, it's like, it's kind of more like, I'm losing to this guy? Yeah. I'm going to run yeah. away from this guy? Really? So, I mean, I, I got to say that looking at the, you're right. When you get that whole thing with Starro, you start thinking like, you know, it reminded me of the Ghostbuster. And I was like, you know, the, <laughs> the dude. And I was like, ah, I don't know how that's going to work. But overall, you know, my problem with the movie tended to be, so let me give you my positives. My positives, I thought. <laughs> you almost went pro- cons first. Great. Yes. Positives are Holly Quinn does a great job. I think that um, um, Idris Elba does a great job in stepping into Deadshot's um, shoes, even though they're a little different. I think Peacemaker, that whole Peacemaker thing, there's a reason the two have very similar um, abilities is that Peacemaker is in there for more than just um, to, to, to add his gun to the fight. He's there to do a specific thing for, um, 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 what's his name again, Waller? That's what he's there to do. He's basically Waller's hatchet. He's hiding, as he's a comedian hiding as a positive character because that's who he's kind of based off of. So they kind of like cut into say, hey, this guy's a little darker than we've seen. He looks like he's a hero, but he's kind of has this edge where we don't even know much about him. So they were kind of like reaching into that Hey, this guy was based off the comedian Alan Moore thing. Let's kind of use him because there's no real reason why he's a good guy. I don't think he's a, a bad guy in the comic books, at least in no. the universe. So, the one thing I did take away from him being on they, the team, they and, and then you have Deadshot, and then you also have Bloodsport. There's one thing Amanda Waller always needs on the squad, and that's an assassin. All three of them are assassins, and this is so she needs an assassin, but she also needs an assassin to take these dudes out in case. They decide to pull one of these. No, the world needs to know what the United States did. So you know, I need I need to have that ace in the hole. So on every on every Suicide Squad, there needs to be an assassin, and just in case, I can't blow their brains up. So yeah, that's the same thing. I mean, I was going to say that. Thank you for jumping in. Uh, the uh, it's like again, a real world example is what happened in Haiti. You know, you have the, the regular crew that went in and there's a, there's a conspiracy within a conspiracy. And Amanda Waller always has stuff going on um, in her uh, plans. But I thought it was pretty interesting that they introduced her, her, uh, her little crew, you know, <laughs> and what they ended up having to do with her knocking her out so that they can um, go, the, the, the remaining Suicide Squad going after the, um, the going after Star. You're right, you know, they're not super powered beings except for the guy who's the polka dot man who, Whose power? What comes from another dimension that his mother gave him? Uh, I thought he was going to be a bigger, a bigger presence in that. And the very fact that Star was taken out by rats, which was kind of crazy, was uh, kind of threw me off for a little bit. It wasn't but, with it, you know, but they had it was to fun, you know. We, yeah, they had to do it. But I mean, I think that we, we, when we look at the film, I thought that when we look at the film, I think that we have a lot of. Um, I think James Gunn did a good job of, of conveying. You know several of the characters i mean look king shark is very popular and you see now the way they gave him a name that's sylvester stallone in the in the, in the um, playing that particular character or voicing that particular character they did a great job i mean wait who feel voice that character yeah. okay sylvester stallone. wow that's wild um i think it was kind of it was he was not that much different than Killer Croc, but it, it built into something. I did like the scene where he trying to he's trying to connect with those creatures, and then when they get out, they're just predators. They're just following them because they're predators themselves. So anyway, 
I mean, we're supposed to, the whole purpose of the Suicide Squad is for, you want to see some of these guys die, right? These are bad guys generally, and most of them, so when you see a lot of them get killed at the very beginning, I don't have any problems with that. In fact, I want to see it. The question is just how much gruesome more they're going to do. This no, movie, though, was no, pretty no. Rough. No, we're not just supposed to see people die. We're supposed to see these people die that we don't want to die. When I read Legends and I'm reading it, and I was uh, I've seen um, Blockbuster almost you know kill Batman a bunch of times in the comic book, and then when I see him die in Legends three, get burned to a crisp, I'm like, that's a cool villain. That's sort of the hook to me. When these guys, it's like um, it's the reverse of um, what people look at Friday the 13th. We think get some people that you don't like and kill them. And that's what the audience wants. How we're, how bad can you kill these people we hate? Where Whereas I take it differently. If you care even a little bit about them, don't matter how bad they are, whatever it is. If you do take a liking to these characters and you kill them, that makes it much worse. And that's one of the things I think gets lost when people say, oh, yeah, with Suicide Squad, we're going to kill all these lames. And I guess you want to kill lames because you don't want to kill any characters that could um, be in a movie franchise. But I think I want to care a little more. I think a little more care should have been done to some of these these other characters. But I did. I disagree. I got I got to throw in flag dies. And he's 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 yeah, a character. Yeah, you feel it. And you that's, feel that. And that's a character you want to feel. But some of the other ones, you'd like, just another, yo, Amanda Waller is just putting chess pieces on the board and she don't care. Remember, she used that whole A crew of the Tax Force X to, to, to basically, you know, go in there. There was, everybody knew what was going on and they just wiped them out, most of them, right? But well, the real the crew- running, was, I love the guy running back into the water. That was hilarious. Right, his head out. Yeah. So the very fact that she was able to, uh, she already had another plan. This was just the, 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 she didn't really care about them. Hell, the very fact that she was like, ha, ah, you know, these guys, if they don't make it, it doesn't matter. She put Harley Quinn in there. She put Rick Flagg in there, you know, in the most vulnerable. While on the other side, you have blood sports, you have John Cena. So you know John Cena is there to basically make sure everything's done at the very end, right? You have the polka dot man, the guy who actually has a little bit of mystical powers. We didn't know. So we, at the very beginning, we think it's just a question of the government being, just grabbing something special. We don't know about Starro. So none of these guys understand. They just think it's just a, a, a simple thing of going in there, taking care of a particular mission and walking out. Not realizing, of course, the anti-Americanism in the, in the movie where they're saying that the United States put this in a foreign country like Panama and then grew this, had this, this alien creature and stuff like that and you know kept it over there because no one wanted it in the United States. I think that's horrible, horrible, horrible that, they, that, that James Gunn would even bring something like that because the United States being a great country would never Ever, ever, ever do something. does protest too much. Okay, so no, not happening, bro. But overall, I mean, like look, the way that uh, I, I saw it. I said, was pretty interesting is the way that Dolores was able to identify the locale as Panama <laughs> on site. You know, whereas I was looking and I was wondering, where was this actually filmed? So. I, I'm going to take my hat off for that one. You got a pretty good eye for foreign places, uh, American as you are. You know, you really, you had no problem. I think you even called out the exact area of Panama where it was taking place. Is, there, is this something you'd like to share with America? You might know that place more than you know America. Yes. Is there, is there something like you'd like to share? Anything you'd like to share with us before they come and get you? I mean, before... Uh, <laughs> 
your possible green card if you have one before we close out <laughs> so look overall we enjoy look the only problem i had with the movie was the uh the language was a bit strong the um a lot of gruesome details um i think it would have been a much broader hit but i know dc's going for that darker look that more adult comic you so, thought this one was darker than the first one it's a, it's a lot you know i think that they, they need to bring it down pg-13 as opposed this to was a, more comedic than the first one easily you think about yeah. the, the the goriness of it the, 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 the f-bombs that they keep throwing around there wasn't f-bombs in the other one i'm not saying there wasn't i'm just saying there's oh, a lot the bag, the bag that, that, gore, that was comedy gore that was comedy gore that's like watching the the, the rock baywatch movie and you know you're going in there and they're dealing with the cadaver it's like yeah oh they had dead bodies in there like it, it's a it, 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 just so they can tell it just so they can tell a dick joke okay then i think that's where we gotta go that, that's our disagreement though but overall, we, we enjoyed the film. We think people should go out. The story is not as simple as what you've seen. I think there's more to the story. Some people may not like Starro, that whole element, the, 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 the Pillsbury Puff Boy or whatever, and no diss to Pillsbury but, um, of the Starro. But overall, we thought it was enjoyable. And many of the characters stood out, such as um, Bloodsport, John Cena. I didn't think I was going to like his character, but I ended up like, wow, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, um, King Shark had a, some depth in him also. Um, Amanda Waller was great as always. I don't know why they make it look that, that way all the time. Um, Boomerang, I thought Boomerang would be a bigger part of the movie and ended up not being it. And The Thinker, they barely used The Thinker, really. I thought The Thinker was like someone that they, they, they could have done so much more with him. Um, he was there 30 years and stuff. I, it, it didn't turn out the way I expected. You know? But overall, we, um, and uh, what's, the, what's the name of that character, the, the, the rat, cat, rat catcher too, you know, was pretty interesting. I didn't, I, I like the fact that James Gunn had like these little, these um, asides where he would focus on a character and you see some of their backgrounds and how they went about things and stuff. I thought it was a pretty interesting approach. And I give James Gunn um, thumbs up for, you know, trying something different. Being a little... But overall, we enjoyed the movie. We give it a thumbs up. A, um, that's what we all said. So, um, hey, there's nobody to disagree. I did not say Stay that. Back. Out. Is that we, DC really needs to get their own version of a Kevin fight. They really need to step that up, get somebody who's overseeing this stuff, make it work and make it link, but also so we can get our resume into that person because, you know, James Gunn is, hasn't gotten back to us. And I'm tired of hearing top of the pile. Guys, guys keep shooting down Jeff Johns. You shotting down Jim 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 Lee. You know what I'm trying to say? We never shot down Don't Jim do Johnson. We just take we just take shots at Jim Lee for fun. The best thing about the movie was Daniela Melchior. Definitely want to see more of her. <laughs> I catch her too. All right. Hey, spin rack. Out. Out.